What's up meeples, on today's bumper length show, we are expanding the community with our very first guest discussing how they got involved in the hobby, what keeps them so passionate and active, how gaming turned their life around, how they feel they can help others in the future, and a shameless plug for some awesome gaming themed merch. That's all coming up right here on the podcast with Crawley Gaming Community. Welcome back to the show, guys. My name is Jason. And I'm Ian. And we are two game club organisers shooting the breeze about tabletop gaming. But before we get started today, it is our pleasure to introduce to you our very first guest. Some say he is indeed made by meeples. All we know is he's called Paul. How are you doing, Paul? I am fantastic. And thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. (laughs) It's really great to be able to talk to you and work between all of our insanely busy schedules with work and personal commitments, etc., Paul is the organiser of Mid-Sussex Meeples Gaming Group and also the owner of the Amazon e-store Made by Meeples, where he has a range of gaming-themed t-shirts. Paul is also the designer of our podcast logo and t-shirt design. So, Paul, it's clear from how busy you keep yourself with the gaming scene that you have a deep passion for the hobby, but what really started that fire and what was it that drew you to the gaming in the first instance? I've been gaming my entire life, to be honest. Um, Early days has been the bog standard, the Monopoly, the Scrabble and everything, but that's 14 years ago now (laughs) but yeah we we grew into the hero quest and space crusade things um i was aware always of the old warhammer scene and everything but it it was just beyond my means to get in and around that um but towards college uh, we found our first board gaming shop opening up in my local town back down in devon and uh we got involved in the star trek and star wars tcg area uh, we, we do know that Ian loves a bit of uh, TCG now. Yes. Just a smidge. Just a smidge, yeah. So, uh, yeah, me and my college friends would used to play that. The, we'd either pop down to the, the shop and play it there, or we used to sit up on the uh, congregation point at the college and sit and play it on the floor. Well, <laughs> wherever we could get in, wherever we could get in. So was that the uh, the first ever game that you played? Like A proper game that isn't, you know, the stereotypical horrible games that we don't talk about? Yeah, well, well, that was Hero Quest and Space Crusade, which was about five, ten years oh, okay. previously, and uh, I, th- I think um, Atmosphere's coming back again. Answer <laughs> me, screams oh, from yes. the TV. <laughs> oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we used to play that, but it was never truly something that we go out of our way to play. Mm. But cool. yeah, yeah, and then it's only been in the last sort of four or five years that I've really seriously got into it and um, the wife's now complaining that there's more board games in the house than anything else. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure uh, yeah, we it's... can all assimilate to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what was it um, that, that got you back into the hobby recently? Yeah, um, well, it was early 2016 um, and I... Just been diagnosed with depression and anxiety, oh. and because um, I'd moved out of my hometown back da- back in two thousand and six, it it'd been ten years, and I'd only literally hung around my family and friends, uh, family, mm. uh, which that, is that good was, to know, which is good, yeah, 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 um, it, and it's my wife's family rather than my own family, and um, apart from my brother-in-law, I didn't have that many friends up here, right. 
Um, I'd go to the cinema with him once a month, sort of thing, and whatever. And um, I just, the doctor said I was, I was lonely. Mm. That's what it was. I'd go to work, I'd come home. I'd go to work again, I'd come home. The same routine. The, 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 the days off would be spent just sat watching TV all day. And it, it, something was missing, seriously missing. Yeah, you sort of got yourself into a monotonous routine. Absolutely, absolutely. But it, it was around that time I'd started finding videos on YouTube of people playing board games. Nice. Primarily, it was the Geek and Sundry series tabletop with Will Wheaton nice. that I was watching. And knowing where Will Wheaton had come from and his own battles with depression and anxiety, and to see him sat there with friends and his family, his wife and his sons usually come on as well, and um, to see him knowing what he'd been through and to sit there enjoying a tabletop game, having a serious laugh and a joke as they were playing, I thought that's something that I hopefully could acclimatise myself to quite soon. So I, I, I bought a few of the games that he'd been showing off on the show and I I, I didn't have the people to play it with. Right. I mean, assume, um, a couple of the first games I bought, um, specifically Munchkin, um, needed three players. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, so it's um, a bit gutting that you sort of get yourself a nice board game that you're really desperate to play. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, 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 I'm used to playing with yeah. you know, two yeah. players, but it needs three. Yeah, so I attempted to play with the wife as two players each, and that just failed miserably. And, um, yeah, I could never get my brother-in-law to get around quick <laughs> enough to uh, play with three of us. So it, that's still one game that remains on my shelf of shame, and it still has not been played yet. <laughs> and that was back in 2016, so that seriously needs to get to the table at some point, because the pile of dust is about to <laughs> if it makes you feel any better I have not played a single version of Munchkin despite the fact that there's quite a few out there I've not played a single one I believe you have I own several um, I love and hate that game in equal measures <laughs> well, there's a fair few games in our collection yeah. <laughs> parry that response I yeah. think it's, uh, it's it's fair to say as well that you've got a pretty extensive board game collection uh, probably very mm. similar to equally uh, rivals mine <laughs> yeah, it's just gone over the hundred mark at the moment. I, I think yeah. it beats mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and with the amount of things incoming, it's yeah. it'll start getting a bit bigger. Another sure. problem we can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can definitely talk more about that a bit later. Yeah. I think <laughs> because, uh, yeah. that's probably an in-depth thing there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh... again, mental health is a huge, hugely close thing to me. Um, with me training to be a counselor and whatnot. Um, so how did you find gaming helped with your mental state? Um, well, I think it was the run-up to the first board game day I visited. Um, there was a store in Horsham oh, that's now unfortunately closed. Um, but they ran a gaming day four times a year. And I'd known about it for a long time, but I'd never had the courage to go and visit it. Um, just stepping over that threshold just seemed a bit too much. But in late 2016, I went to London Film and Comic Con, and Will Wheaton was there. Oh, wow. So I had a whole plan to go up and see him. And I was planning on going with my brother-in-law, mm. but he couldn't make it. So that was the whole anxiety thing kick in, and I thought, no, sod this. I'm going to go. So I went on my own, which I, to me was a bloody big deal. Yeah, that, that's definitely yeah, anyway. a very big step. Congratulations to him yeah, for right. taking <laughs> that step, without a doubt. Yeah, so we went up and we uh, 
got in line for his uh, autographs and signatures and everything. And uh, I'd taken my own uh, little caricature of himself for, to have signed. And um, as we got closer to him, one of the organisers was there saying, look, he's not 100%. Right. He's, he's here and he's doing what he has to do, but he's having a few issues. And you could tell. So it was no photos, no nothing. Yeah. Literally go and say hello him to sign something and disappear again. I mean, knowing that he obviously suffers from anxiety and depression himself, to, to do that kind of thing is is very brave. It, it's exactly. incredibly brave. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, very much much respect for him for doing it. I've also got respect for the venue for actually making everyone aware of that because I've seen the opposite. Yeah. I, I was lucky enough to see Stan Lee at one of the London oh, Film and Comic Cons. Ideal. Yeah. And they oversold his tickets. It was his last European visit. And he might as well have been a waxworks. He looked really ill, but it was just a plonk you in front, photo done, onto the next one, and he couldn't interact with anyone. So it's nice to see there are still those out there that do look after the celebrities, Mm -hmm. and well, I remember that they are people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I I did get up to him, and we had a few words, and I actually smuggled in a bottle of real ale for him from our local breweries. Because I knew that was something he he liked. (laughs) And and he was appreciative of that, but you could tell he, he, he was there for the fans. And yeah, yeah, he he was struggling to get through the day. So yeah. a, a lot of people do tend to forget that you know celebrities they, they may well be on in front of a camera and all that kind of stuff, but they are still human and yep. they do still suffer with the same issues yeah. that we do. The average the average you know people yeah. like, like we do. So it, it, like you said, it's nice that one the venue was making people aware of 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 the issues. It's good that. He was brave enough to actually come out and do it. I would like to think that the venue would have been understanding should he have not been able to attend. But yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. definitely good that he did. But but I think it was that courage of him seeing him out there doing that and coming to see the fans. I mean, most of them were there for the Star whole Star Trek thing. Yeah. But the caricature I'd drawn was a mix of both. It was Star Trek and board gaming. <laughs> so uh, yeah, to see him there and to see him his courage about coming out and seeing everyone just gave me that kick to attend the Horsham Gaming Day, which was two, three weeks after that. Wow. And, um, yeah, so that was a big deal for me, was to step over that threshold in Horsham. And I was greeted by Andy from the store and uh, a few other people who I I didn't know, obviously I didn't know, who have now become really good friends. And I sat down and played my first game. I think it was... It was some sort of Colosseum monster battle thing. And the chap was there trying to explain it to me. And I, I slowly got it, like, yeah. like most of us. Um, and I got it. I got it. And it was there. And then we moved on to a, joined a couple of other people and we played something else. And I think to that day we finished on Legendary The Alien. Oh, okay. Thing, I've not yeah. played that one yet. Yeah, and we were playing the Aliens scenario. Nice. And it was literally down to the wire. And I think it was the last card draw actually won it for us. As as every good game of Legendary <laughs> tends to be. be. It should be. But yeah, I left that day and it was the highest I've ever been. I would say in my entire life. That's it, it was, I was on a high and my wife couldn't shut me up for talking about <laughs> it the entire time I got home. So uh, yeah, that was that was seriously a high. And it was only a couple of weeks until the... Uh, our friends up in Crawley had their event as well so of course I threw myself over there as well uh, jumped into that game day and left 
on exactly the same high as I had the few weeks previous in Horsham. Nice. So I knew I'd found my niche and I knew that that's what I wanted to be doing. Um, I think a few more boxes showed up on the doorsteps in the last <laughs> following few weeks. And um, I think, it, yeah, late 2016, I decided that that's something I wanted to do. And so I started organising Mid-Sussex Meeples. Excellent. So that was the uh, that was the, the catalyst, was it, for, for you actually forming the Mid-Sussex Meeples? Yeah. And, you know, you'd obviously yeah. attended a couple of events, various different, you know, one was in... A shop, one was at an actual gaming club here in Crawley. So, obviously suffering from depression and anxiety yourself, how, how has lockdown affected you? Has it been good, bad? or? I think it's been completely indifferent. Um, again, my meds are up to scratch now and they're on a par on the level and they're keeping me going. Um, I did have a bit of an upset last year and I was forced to have a few months off of work and I literally just started getting back to work when Mm. lockdown happened and uh, I've been on part-time from just before Christmas up through to March and then was about to go back full-time and then nope go and stay at home (laughs) (laughs) oh charming yeah so uh, fortunately um, I've just had the call to arms to go back to work next week so uh, we shall see what happens next week Nice. Bet you're looking forward to it, really. You know, getting getting back out there. And... Oh, obviously, obviously, yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> going to be so gutted to be out of the house and away from the wife for so long. Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you feel is a key component to actually running a gaming club? What What, what entices you to to a gaming club? Or if you were to turn up, what would you expect from a gaming club in order to to say I definitely want to attend this club again? I think it's to have somebody there when somebody new comes in. You have to go up and welcome yourself um, and make them feel welcome. Because I think it's with anybody, and especially those with depression and anxiety, especially social anxieties, it's taken a lot for them to step over that threshold. And for somebody to be there, welcoming and friendly face, smiling, will knock that anxiety down from 100% down to about 20 I mean, it's, it's still going to be there. I mean, it's a scary thing anyway. Going into a room full of people you don't know, some of these games can look horrendously complicated. Exactly. When yeah. you see them, and when you actually sit down, they can actually be quite simple. Yeah. yeah. But to look at a pile of pieces, you know, yeah. it's quite scary. And and it, I think it's gauging how experienced they are with the whole thing. If they come in and do say the uh, M word, you you've got to find something that's going to expand that horizon and yeah. get them into some of the um, other games. I mean, we certainly have our set um, group of sort of gateway games. So if if your experience is zero, then we have stuff for you. So if, uh, if if Joe Bloggs comes in, says I've played the legendary M word and only played the legendary M word. What what would be your go to straight away? Like what what's, what game would you recommend? I think Ticket to Ride's always safe. Um, Modern classic. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's the uh, European or the American version. <laughs> Um, I think there's the London is a standalone edition yes. now as well. And uh, Ian's got himself his lovely uh, German one. German, German one. one. <laughs> I bought the Merklin train one thinking it was going to be far prettier than it was going to be. So now I have one with a whole map of German towns. I have no idea where they are. That's right. a bit like the European ones. Everything's in their own language. It's a bit difficult sometimes to... <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I think um, Ticket to Ride's certainly up there. Um, I have the Gollum version of the Century board game, which is based, it's just a reskin of the uh, Century Spice Road. 
and that's quite engaging especially if for the artwork mm. um and it's always got nice pretty pieces nice crystal gems that you use in the game rather than the cubes from the original yes. um so that's always good it keeps people engaged and it and it's a relatively simple game to play yeah. and to pick up um other than that we might dig out and maybe deep sea adventure that's quite good Ooh, for yes. something <laughs> for something that comes in a box no bigger than a large matchbox it's fan I, I absolutely love that game after you um, you introduced me to it and I figured out how easily I could screw over everyone else <laughs> within that game it's a, it's a fantastic yeah, game that's certainly something we've learned from you <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean I can definitely vouch for, for your events having attended a few of them myself um, one thing I would also say that a lot of people don't tend to think about when they think about game cards because obviously yours is run during the daytime on weekends you're more open to actually having families turn up so do you do you have a fair amount of games that families can play absolutely i mean ticket to ride and century are exactly family games they they're open to the young and the old and there's there's plenty of ip games as well that we i think uh, thanos rising has been <laughs> mentioned a few times in the last couple of weeks and um i also have uh, star wars out of rim as well Although that's a little heavier, it may take a few weeks or a few group sessions to get somebody <laughs> up to that speed. But yeah, certainly IP games help a lot with the engagement of them. I think um, the Disney Villainous line seems to have helped yeah. with that because that's <laughs> something that's available in most general yeah, without a doubt. Shops uh, now. Villainous is actually in one of my generally is in my one of my top five games just purely because of the fact that it is a modern board game. But it's also, you know, it's stolen some of the shelf space away away from the dreaded games of yesteryear. I must admit, I'm a sucker for IP games. Um, Stick an IP on something, even a reskin, and you often find out will actually give a game more likely to give a game a go if it's got something like that on it. Absolutely, yeah. Than yeah. the other way around. We were talking uh, on last week's episode, weren't we, about the fact that um, Cool Mini or Not have now got bagged themselves another IP uh, with the Masters of the Universe. Uh, board yes, game that's coming yes. out and like I said I I just yeah. I exploded with enjoyment <laughs> you had Thundercats to that and then oh, we're, we're yeah, well away yeah. I, I would gladly take a Thundercats game but please anyone but call Mini or not I can't afford to keep spending £400 on a game <laughs> <laughs> so um, what, what would you say is your current favourite genre of game and why I've been playing a lot of worker placement at the moment um, especially on lockdown um, I've got a friend down from Worthing Board Games who's been playing Lords of Waterdeep quite a lot on the Steam platform on PC so uh, we've managed to get together on a few evenings and it's been tit for tat really it's been uh, one moment she's uh, got a score beat on me and then vice versa we'll play again and I've I've uh, returned the favour sort of thing so uh, <laughs> yeah that's certainly been one game that I've been playing and I did break out Raiders of the North Sea Ooh, yes. PC version on Steam and that's relatively good um, I do own the board game and I certainly prefer playing it with the expansions which mm. the game doesn't come yeah. with on the PC but no it, it's quite fun to play I mean, as, as someone who actually plays on the PC versions of, of board games as well how, how do you find other than the fact that they don't include the expansions how do you find it transitions over from, from a physical board game to the PC? Do, do you find it loses some of the magic? It can do. I've never played the board game version of Lords of Waterdeep, 
Um, I've only ever played it online, and so I think that transition may be a bit difficult. Yeah. And although the PC version does include it, yeah, that I think I will recognise it more as a PC game in my head than I would a board game at the moment. Um, Raiders of the North Sea, yeah, it, it's fun. Um, I think the scrolling up and down the screen to find your bits and pieces rather than just being able to see everything out on the screen uh, on the table at once is a bit different. And I also had the opportunity to play the Wingspan beta when that came out a few weeks ago. We had uh, free reign of that over the weekend whilst they were testing it. And that, again, that was good. It certainly flowed a lot better, but there was a lot... I know there's not a lot of uh, player interaction in it Mm. anyway, but it certainly seemed even more so in the PC version even though I was playing it with friends. But there were, again, there was a lot of scrolling up and down through the habitats for that. So I'm hoping that when it does finally launch, there is a version where you can see the whole table at once yeah. and see your, all your habitats in one place rather than... I think that's probably one one gripe I have. Like Obviously, we, we play a lot of games at the moment on Tabletop Simulator, uh, t- Tabletopia, or however you want to pronounce that, because yeah. it seems like there's about 400 million ways to say that. It's not always easy to, to, to take a view of the entire table, and you know yeah. sometimes it's a bit hard to keep track of what other people are doing. It's hard to even keep track of what you're doing half um, the time. We've done it as well, streaming for others, like on some of the Monday groups, so that other people can see the table as well. And it's easy sometimes to lose and forget that not only are you playing the game, but you're allowing other people to play through a stream. So then trying to make sure you can see everything, but actually read things by zooming in and it's like finding the balance of yeah. where is everything. And again, sort of like as well as they can be made and designed on these sort of things like tabletop, it's it can get clunky as well, trying to pick up a piece and put it down without it bouncing all over the place. Yeah, I, I mean, I do own them. I just think it seems a bit too clunky to me yes. to get fully engaged with. It definitely takes a lot of getting used to. Like it, it took probably a couple of months because uh, I'd actually owned it before the whole lockdown thing happened. And I'm very glad I, pu- I purchased it when I did. But I'd owned it for a good couple of months before I'd even sort of really learned how to use it. And then, of course, lockdown happened. And it's like, right, I, I need to force myself <laughs> to learn this. Otherwise, I'm going to go mental. Yeah. There's something special yeah. about gaming in person. Um, the social aspect of it it's it's strange you can't really sort of say why it's different when you're playing with the same people in person you know in the room but you gain an atmosphere yeah Um, Yeah. and there's something about physically picking things up and moving them around and interacting with each other Um, that's just really good I think it's more like the facial expressions and yeah. that don't come across when you're yapping online. Yeah, exactly. You, you see someone mess up and you can tell in their eyes they've messed up. Yeah, well, we've <laughs> one, um, we demoed a game before kickstarting one recently um, and it had two additional rules on it. Um, the whole pre- premise of the game is you have, you're, you're on a race of some carts trying to get to the end and um, by the end of the game you've you've got to not have the play and you get numbered cards trying to list um, whether you have the numbers add up to six between your two cards but at any point during the game you have the play one of the optional rules was being able to heal but one of them is you could sort of like at the end of every round have everyone close their eyes and um, the people who have the play can open them because obviously you can try and manipulate infecting everyone else Mm -hmm. but you can't do that on tabletop sim Exactly. So yes. suddenly yeah. what we decided were rules um, for the game, the game was Bristol um, 1350, but what we decided would have been a good rule to actually be part of the game, we couldn't test, because uh-huh. um, they, they've just got them as optional rules, but we've already said the moment we get these games in person, they'll be standard, because the yeah. op- option to see who's got infected, and also the option to heal yourself, 
Otherwise, you're just relying that you can trust everyone in the game to not have the, the less than six by the end of the game and just go, yeah, yeah, they won, you know, sort of thing. But yeah, it was weird to actually have a rule in a game that you couldn't physically do without having a million of webcams and trying to play around with. Again, you couldn't play Spyfall online either for the same reason. No. You need to know no. who the spies, the spies need to know who the spies are. Yeah, definitely. And I think, well, I think we said it before, like all social deduction games are essentially pointless. You, you could never play them because half the point of playing a social deduction game is is having poker face. You know, you need yeah. to be able to try and read people, and you just can't do that. No, like no. you said, without having four hundred million webcams set up everywhere, and then yeah. you've got to rely that someone, they, everyone's got a good half decent webcam. Yeah, and I don't even think things like Tabletop Simulator even support that. You'd have to have a separate program yeah. running that, and yeah, it's it's just not the same. Unfortunately, no, no, um, but it is a good substitute for what we have. It's really helped us on on the Monday nights with the events we've been running mm-hmm. uh, every Monday. Which you uh, yes, you yeah, yeah, us I, on I pop in occasionally and uh, <laughs> watch the uh, the antics that we have. Oh, this 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 previous week was a uh, was hilarious. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, my wife came up a couple of times to wonder what the hell was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really struggled to sleep after uh, after this Monday's event because I was just laughing so much. You know, the smile stayed on my face for, for quite I, some time. I laughed so hard I was crying. That says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think the uh, the game the game to thank for that is uh, was it um, Battle Battle Beasts Battle or something? Beast Beasts Simulator, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Which but quick this... quick rundown of that. Uh, army versus army of your choice of animals or dinosaurs, or when you can weaponize them. And... <laughs> And a few think, few uh, fantasy mages and th- stuff thrown in for good yeah. measure, and, and just uh, the glitchy um, kangaroo yeah. t- t- tucking, you know, chucking uh, four hundred glitches for good measure, and yeah. you've got yourself an absolute legend of a game. <laughs> you won't see that as a board game. <laughs> I would be totally up for that. Min- miniatures of all those dinosaurs with magnets of, of guns and stuff all slammed on the side of it. Yeah, I'm sure the RSPCA will be around. <laughs> Once you start strapping dynamite to penguins. <laughs> I was say, what's wrong with the battle penguins? <laughs> the battle pe- yeah, at the end of the day, they did it in Batman. You, know, you, you, had, you had battle penguins in Batman, no, but the exploding think, pigs was good. Yeah, I, was say, I don't think they had exploding pigs in Batman. They definitely didn't have exploding pigs. <laughs> or so great what? white sharks with the laser beams on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can do. You yeah. can do the Austin Powers thing. It's awesome. <laughs> So, other than obviously turning up for our, our online events on the on the Monday, have you attended any other gaming events other than the the initial ones that you attended in Horsham and Crawley? I have been involved with the Worthing Board Gamers on a Thursday evening. Uh, they run their group on via Zoom and Board Game Arena mostly. Okay. Um, so I've been playing a few games with the guys down there. Usually, sometimes split up into different rooms when the numbers of Got a bit bigger. Crazy, yeah. We can relate to that. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's been good to keep in touch. Um, especially one of the one of the members of Worthing Board Gamers uh, also recently opened up a shop down in Worthing um, called Ransacked, and they literally opened just after the New Year. Yeah, and we had to go straight into lockdown once that kicked off. So uh, I know she and her family are struggling with it at the moment. I can imagine. And uh, hopefully she'll be able to open up as soon as she can. Because really 
because they've done a fantastic job down there. There's a great selection of games to go in and play, and great selection of food as well. I know a couple of the guys from the uh, the Horsham Gamers managed to get down there before uh, before the lockdown really hit, and, and was able to see what they've done. And they, even they yeah. commented on how how much of a success it was that yeah. they they'd managed to get. I unfortunately didn't manage to make it down yeah. there before. I was in Worthing one day before all of this kicked off. Uh, I was there for work. My intention was as I was going to take my lunch in Worthing, go and check out the shop. Unfortunately, the um, the world had the, other ideas. The, the world had other ideas. My boss had other ideas as well. He sent me there at six o'clock in the morning as opposed to when I actually <laughs> wanted to be there. Yeah. Um, so you know, thanks, boss. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, thoroughly recommended if you can get down there. Oh. And especially a um, few people that run it are vegans, so there is plenty of choice of food down there. I even had a vegan sausage roll first in my life, and it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten it was vegan whilst I was eating it entirely, so yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, that's great. To be fair, that's the sign of a good vegan sausage roll when you don't realise it's a vegan sausage yeah. roll. You know, yeah. so that, that's always good. Um, but I, I will say, and I, I'm pretty sure Ian will be in the same boat as me, as soon as all this rubbish is over, which we hope, as of uh, recent announcements, we should yeah. be able to do that very soon. We're on our way. We're, we're coming. We're, we're going to come down there. We're going to show our support. Um, yeah. I know the guys at Quarter Gaming Club and the Pound Hill um, gamers as well, they will also be the same. So mm. hopefully, yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed, they get themselves open really soon and we will be there to support. And we will be queued outside because you can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> that's been one of the good things that's come out of them the last few years is how well all of our communities seem to have gelled together and all of the clubs have sort of formed one big united front rather than against each other. Yeah, yeah. No, it's that's ideal. Um, yeah, like I said, there was the Horsham group before that disbanded. Um, Dungeon Crawley, they host theirs. Uh, we host ours. We were joined, I think it was last year or the year before, by Abby, who runs... Um, Surrey board gaming group yes. up in Rygate. Yeah. So she joined us. So between the three of us, we were sort of took the place of the Horsham ones just to give people mm. enough events to go to during the year. Yeah. And around Christmas time, we had Hayward Teeth group join of us course. as well. Yes. Um, they had a couple of events before we went into lockdown. So and they were quite well attended. Mm. as well so hopefully they can uh, pick up the pieces as well I mean it's, it's, it really is great to see that the community that we that we've had in here in Crawley has been great but the extended community that yeah. sort of reaches out to the you know as far as Worthing and and the equivalent distance the other way down yeah. the motorway yeah. you know like you said you've got the Red Hill Rygate East Grinstead Hayward Teeth so many gaming clubs that have come up and sort of the best thing about it, it uh, that a lot of people won't know is that all of the organisers of said clubs we're all in communication with each other we have our you know we, we talk to each other regularly we do our best to ensure that our our events don't collide they don't they don't yeah. mix up we're constantly promoting each other's events we've got members going from clubs to club you know and really just making that community a massive collection of hardcore gamers but they're all such down-to-earth people that it's not like an elitist thing you know if anyone new wants to come in every single person i think i can say safely is so welcoming and they even if you've never played a board game before 
they will teach you how to play a board yeah. game. You know, if you play a war game, they'll teach you how to play a war game, you know, because yeah. obviously the there's lo- quite a few clubs that do that as well. And the irony is, is it, it it could be such the opposite. You know, a lot of people play games because they're competitive. So inherently that would make all that you yeah. you get the image that all of the groups and the clubs would want to be competitive with each other. But the reality is it's the complete opposite. No. We look after each other and we help each other. And at the end of the day, we all want to have fun and we all want to see other people having fun. That's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I can sit, stand back once the game day's up and running and there's nine, ten tables out. Yeah. There's all people around and they're all up and down and there's people in and out of the kitchen making teas and coffees and things. And there's not a crossword being said anywhere. And everyone's just gelling and just being together and the laughter that's coming out of it and the. Bollocks! Something else has happened now. It's, <laughs> it's all over the place. It's, uh, it's definitely it, it's great to see, and I don't know you're probably the same as as me and Ian. We talk about this a lot, but it's just something gratifying to see smiles on yeah. all of those people's faces, and just to see you know people from all walks of life. Yeah, you know, just mm-hmm. sitting down, chatting, socialising, playing a board game, and then you know go, going their separate ways at the end of the day or the end of the evening. You, you know, walk into that room, and we're all the same. You know, there's no, no one is any different than anyone else in the derogatory terms. You know, we're all unique, but we all, you know, we're all there for the same reason. It's, it's two, three hours or like ours, it's a day where you can just absolutely forget about everything. Yeah. You're there for a reason just to relax because it is relaxing. Yeah. Okay. You do get stressed out occasionally if (laughs) things aren't going your way, but it, in the end it's relaxing and winning a game is beyond anything yeah, I mean um, I think my wins rates at about 10% <laughs> completely so uh, if you win a game it's nice it's the cherry on the top but yeah. it's besides that it's it's playing the game I, I seem to find more fun in actually losing a game you know but as long as I'm losing it catastrophically you know, <laughs> catastrophically. catastrophically badly or then... taking everyone down with you that's yeah, another yeah. big favourite of yours how many treasures have you picked up <laughs> How many oxygen have you got left? Oh, one. Oh, okay. Uh, everyone's dead. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you're going to lose, you lose in style and you take as many people out with you. I think that's why I like Bristol uh, 1350, to be honest. Like, I was praying to get the play just so that I could infect everyone else. Yeah, this is one of my classics because I favour cooperative games. Having him on your team <laughs> suddenly ups the difficulty curve just that little bit. Is that why you like playing the Drayton mechanic so much? Is <laughs> Without it? a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> I will say uh, one, one of the games that I, I really enjoyed that you personally introduced me to when I came down to your club was, um, and my son enjoyed it as well, which was uh, Quirkle. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh, there, I think there was another one as well that we played, uh, Tetris Link. Yes, um, yeah. Which unfortunately, cheapest game in my collection. Yeah, which uh, annoyingly, luckily it was cheap enough, but annoyingly because my son enjoyed <laughs> that, I had to purchase it as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah it, there's plenty of games, yeah, that will be done and over in sort of ten, twenty minutes. Yeah, and more if if you want more, there's more. <laughs> We've actually been favouring that recently, um, looking for lots of the smaller five, ten minute games to plug the gaps at the start, the end of a session. Yeah, and they're yeah. just as good as the big, yeah. like I mean, colossal games. <laughs> I mean, the one that you were playing the other night, Bandido. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I've got a copy of that as well, and it, yeah. it's just fantastic. It sees the table it's regularly. So, yeah, yeah, such a simple game. And yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah. And again, the 
the win to loss ratio on that is not that great. No, no. I, we lose quite a lot of the time. Um, yeah. It's usually my fault, which is uh, which is good because that plays to my strengths. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've got a colleague at work that's become a really good friend, and he he knows I do the whole board game thing, but he's never been interested in it. Mm. And even um, I dragged him down just just come in and have a coffee whilst we're running one of the days. Won't hurt you. So he's come down and uh, I dragged out Bandido and we sat and played it and he thought, oh, oh this is quite easy. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's not all miniatures everywhere and yeah. 10 ton rule books and things like this. And then we broke out Quirkle as well mm. and he thoroughly enjoyed that as yeah. well. And it, it's just finding those games that you can see something go off in their head when it clicks. Yes. And yeah. th- they get it. He's breaking the stigma as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things. Again, I think we covered it in last week's episode, where it actually you, you develop a bit of a skill when you when you start organising these events. Because if you are going to get someone who's never played a modern board game now, if you had broken out something like Gloomhaven or Scythe, he yeah, probably yeah. would have run a mile. Yet you knew to break out Bandido, which is a tiny little box. It doesn't look threatening, you know. Yeah. So it's very simple, very quick, five, ten minute games. That's your perfect sort of intro for someone who just is not interested. But once they've played those games, they will be. And then, like you said, you've moved them up to something that's a bit more substantial with Quirkle. Yeah. Yeah, you know it, it's not a big leap but you know you've gone from a tiny little playing card to large pieces mm-hmm. you know and it's good it really is yeah yeah that's... it's the visual appealing as well yes we've had a couple you know we've already brought up IPs before Thunderbird is quite a good one okay I found yeah. um, as a cooperative game to sort of ease people in because it it's complex but it's simple at the same time it's not a lot to explain to someone to get them up and running mm-hmm. and you can help them for a little bit while they ease into the first few turns of the game and then it just flows yeah. you know and you can yeah. you, you, you can often just start a game and then just sit back and watch yeah as people suddenly get sucked in and um, yeah. actually start putting all the puzzle pieces together as it were yeah, so you, yeah. you talked earlier about um about the fact that your wife has got into got into the gaming a little bit, as well as um, yeah. the rest of your yeah. your family, how have they how have they taken to gaming? And obviously, they attend some of your events with you. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do they how have they how have they taken to the community? Um, they've taken to it well. My family are all back down in Devon, and um, my brother's quite heavy into board games as well. I think through me rather than through himself. But I think every member of my family now owns a version of Quirkle. <laughs> so uh, that's a, a good sign, a good sign. And um, especially my nieces back down in Devon as well. Whenever their birthdays come up on Christmas, they know that they're going to get a board game from me. <laughs> and it, whether it's my first Stone Age or my first ticket to ride, because they're still youngsters, I love seeing pictures that my brother sends me of them having fun around the yeah. table. And my brother tries to get up as often as he can and my mum comes up with him occasionally and although she loves playing the games she's quite fantastic as the hostess Mm. and she's running around making teas and coffees for people so they don't have to and this that and the other so it's certainly a family affair and my wife's there as well um she's been great She's very courteous in me taking up lots of house space with board games. <laughs> and um, she, she comes along to the events. She certainly isn't into it as much as I am. She's still around the gateway games level. Right. Although we have played Wingspan and we have played um, Architects of the West Kingdom, which I taught her to play for the first time and she ended up beating me. 
<laughs> so I think it's my head was in teacher mode rather than no, I can't let her win mode. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, she's she's more insistent about us playing games, especially since we've been in lockdown and yeah. with with our own body clocks all out of sync and everything. It, it just hasn't happened yet. Um, I've had my birthday in lockdown as well, and there's a few games there that have uh, been sat there for a while that I haven't actually. Oh, yeah. What uh, what ones did you get? Uh, Wingspan I bought for my birthday, and I also bought Starfarers of Catan, Ooh, okay. which has been on my radar for a while, mm. and not just because of the shakily, rattly rockets, <laughs> <laughs> although that is a fantastic There's a five-year-old inside of yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> I think uh, wife's bought me a t-shirt that says, cleverly disguised as a responsible adult, <laughs> which sums me up to a T. So, yeah, so um, I've got that. And uh, one game I played very early on was a game called uh, Who Shall We Eat, which is a unique game where it goes from a co-op to a semi-co-op to a team versus team to a semi-co-op again, depending <laughs> on how and when you win. Yeah. Um, planes crashed. You're a member of the passenger manifest that's on the plane. And you have three things to uh, sort yourself out. You need to build a raft. You need to find some food. And you've got to keep your sanity in check. <laughs> and, Sounds very much like a uh, PC game we've played. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you, um, yeah, so you've got to try and build a raft, find some food, and keep your sanity in check. And w- as soon as you draw your player characters, you realise when one of them says your meat value on the bottom, you know that there's going to be a hint of cannibalism come into it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're playing through the game, and uh, apparently if there's not enough food to feed the camp, one of you gets picked to uh, go on the spit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a hilarious game to play, because half the time you're, you're drawing sticks, which are little pieces of cardboard bamboo. Nice. One of them shorter than the other, so you you <laughs> hand this round and somebody gets eaten. But that's not the end of you, because you come back as a ghost. And you have to scare the hell out of the rest of the camp in order to uh, make them lose. So your goal then is to instead get off the island, is to make the rest of them die. This sounds like a game <laughs> that is built for me. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, this phrase is going to get used a lot in these podcasts. I don't see it being long after this recording before one of us two ends up buying this game. (laughs) Searching it now. (laughs) Yeah, it was certainly... Yeah, it was certainly a unique experience. It was one of those first co-op type games that I had played. And um, I, I think I was the uh, roadie. And of course, my meat value was quite high. So uh, whenever the uh, vote came to happen, I had an uncanny ability to pick up a card that said go and hide in the bushes <laughs> <laughs> so I managed to get out of the vote <laughs> but still come back for the leftovers nice. <laughs> just come and pick, yeah, pick, pick out on what's left Yes, you know? keep yourself alive so um, have you got any games on the horizon that you're really looking forward to that uh, <laughs> you, you want to let us know without the wife knowing maybe oh, she's going to listen to this isn't she <laughs> um, yeah, skip yeah, by about two minutes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the zeros off the braces. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's one of those memes on Facebook, isn't it? Is, uh, I hope when I die, my wife doesn't tell me sell all my collection yeah. for the a, price I told her I paid for it. <laughs> it was a um, it was a, a tip that we gave uh, last week about uh, Bristol thirteen fifty because it comes the box is actually in the shape of a book. You could yes. Yeah. 
handily slide that in amongst the wife's book collection yeah. and uh, yeah. she won't even know That's that fine. you've purchased another yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm slowly running out of space and it's actually on the side table at the moment where my birthday collection has gone, so I've got to try and find some other spaces <laughs> to hide it. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the North Sea trilogy, which involved um, shipwrights, explorers and raiders um, by Shem Phillips. And um, his new trilogy is about to come to an end. It started off with um, Architects of the West Kingdom, uh, moved on to Paladins of the West Kingdom, and he recently finished Viscounts of the West Kingdom. So that's the end of the trilogy. So that's something that I will always jump into. Most of them are worker placement, but the new game seems to differ slightly to a more deck building set collection okay. type game so that would be interesting um because paladins of the west kingdom was certainly a step up from architects in the worker placement game it was certainly more difficult to pick up than architects was and i like it for that um talking of ip i've got um space invaders the board game coming <laughs> oh celebrating the um, 40th anniversary of Space Invaders I, a couple I of years ago. I remember seeing the Kickstarter and at the point I was actually backing that in the top tier. But uh, I had a, 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 um, a car issue <laughs> and uh, unfortunately I need the car for work. So uh, yeah. it, it was very much a case of do I quit my job and continue to get the game? <laughs> Or do I cancel the game and, and be able to continue working and thus be able to buy, purchase more games? Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, um, mm. Space Invaders was the one that, that uh, had to take that fall. So. That's right. Oh, one of us has got it. So you'll be all right. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. And then the last one I've got coming is Who Goes There? 2nd Edition, um, which is based on the John Campbell book, The Thing. I'm very Which, much looking forward to that. It's yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah. I nearly backed that myself. Um, I know there's a, the thing game out as well, but apparently, who goes there is certainly the definitive edition to be playing. And yes, I went and got all the expansions with it as well. So uh, you didn't hear that, the wife. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, we have that argument with Kickstarter. I'm a sucker for go big or go home. <laughs> Which is handy for me, really, because then I don't have to go big or go home. <laughs> yeah. I'll go big, you go home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You've obviously got quite a lot of games that you're waiting on. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got to find space or uh, start culling my collection. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it. That's the first answer. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, um, obviously you, you've got quite an expansive amount of board games, but is there any games that you really want to play that you don't own and would love to play that, that, that you've seen? I don't think so, really. Um, I mean, if I want a game, I'll get it. Yeah. So it, it's a case of finding it. I mean, um, Who Goes There was on the um, horizon, and I was I wanted it. And I was trying to find a copy of the original. Yeah. But they said they were going to update a few of the rules for the second edition. So I just hung on for that. So, uh, yeah, that that's one that's been keeping an eye on. So, going back to um, Mid-Sussex Meeples, um, with all the um, success with your uh, your groups, you've also been designing the um, T-shirts. What was it that made you start designing them? And have you had, and do you have any other products that you now will sell? Um, well, I started selling my own dice trays. Um, I... 
I'm giving away trade secrets now. I <laughs> got hold of a few um, photo frames and uh, decked them out with some foam and some felt, and they looked business. Yeah. And so I bought a few too many, did them all out, and I have them for sale at our events, and they've been quite popular. Um, it's good. It's great. Um, and designing T-shirts for myself for the group to show off. I'm the one running it sort of thing. Yeah. W- was fine. But I keep having, I think it's looking at Facebook and seeing too many memes around and you just want something to show your appreciation for the hobby. Yeah. And, and when you see someone look at your t-shirt and realise what it means and stuff, it, that's, you you found a fellow mind there. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, I've, the last six months or so, I've been uh, designing different T-shirts, usually with a Meeple-based theme. I've just had my uh, summer 2020 line go live on Amazon. And, um, yeah, it, it's going well. I mean, I'm not raking the money in or anything. Um, Amazon take their chunk of the money b- because they're printing the T-shirts, yeah. they're doing the T-shirts, they're posting it out, and the only thing on it of mine is the design. Yeah. So uh, I'm only making a couple of pounds of t-shirt, if that. And uh, yeah, so it was just something as an aside. And uh, people are liking them, yourselves included. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I personally own three of the uh, designs currently. Um, There is more to come. I did see your summer line the other day. I can can safely say it now because this podcast will actually come out after my partner's birthday. (laughs) But she actually has uh, one of the summer line coming because she said she really liked it when she saw it. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's her birthday in a few days. So that, that was one of the little gifts. That uh, that she's got coming, so she'll have it by the by the time that uh, she gets to hear this. So yeah. Yeah. safe to say that. And again, we can't thank you enough for our logo as well. That's my pleasure. Um, I'm always trying to expand my horizons with uh, my Photoshop skills. Uh, even though I'm a bus driver, I used to be a web designer, so uh, <laughs> it, it's pulling on some old skills that uh, I had floating around. So. Uh, yeah, well, we are insanely grateful for it because obviously you did the uh, you did the initial one for us for the Crawley Gaming Community logo, which was really well done, really well yeah, professional. We had a lot of comments on that. Then, of course, I, I let you into the little secret that I've been working on this podcast for a, a fair few months, and yeah. was looking for something a little bit yeah. a little bit more special, which was the um, the cartoonized version of myself and Ian. And you managed to take a frankly awful drawing that I had done <laughs> and create something that's that amazing to the point that the, the the day that you sent me that image, I ordered us all t-shirts yeah. I, I i thank you so much that, that was the, the, i really that was hope the day you, like you the declared t-shirt. your love for me wasn't it? I, I, yes. <laughs> I declared my love for you um my partner got really worried that i was gonna run off and, you know um but yeah i, I hope you like the t-shirt no it's fantastic uh, thank you very you. much we can't yeah. thank you enough that's honestly. right good it's great thank you um so yeah obviously if you guys are out there and you would like to check out some of paul's designs where would they find that um well our t-shirts are on sale on amazon um, currently just the UK site if you search for made by meeples on Amazon you should have a few come up um, I think the top trending one at the moment is our meeple nado t-shirt which I own <laughs> <laughs> which is a tornado with a meeple stuck out the top and a few cards and dice flying around underneath definitely no sharks in that tornado. no 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 <laughs> so, and not copyrighted at all <laughs> um, but yeah there's 
currently 12 different designs on there at the moment um, four new ones I've been trying to characterize different meeples we've got a, a generic purple one at the moment um, I was sat designing the old age t-shirt the other day and realized how closely it looked to my granddad <laughs> and uh, you've obviously got a lot of personal inspiration <laughs> involved in the t-shirts <laughs> yeah um the uh, female meeples um, pulled in some uh, comments. How you get breasts on a meeple is beyond me, but I managed it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually the one that uh, my partner really likes. So, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's a fair few others. There's um, one specifically for Pride awareness as well. Um, all the different coloured meeples, all in line. Yeah. Um, I think one of my personal favourites has to be the. Um... The Meeple DNA, it's in my yeah. DNA, I think, is, is the T-shirt name. Yeah. So, yeah, all the T-shirts are on there. And uh, talking about the group, um, we are on Facebook as Mid-Sussex Meeples. Uh, Facebook is our predominant format. I have started Twitting and Instagramming and stuff, but Facebook tends to be the place that we congregate and all the latest information is up there. Yeah. I update it daily, if not hourly, sometimes with various um, board game related um, posts and things from different groups. Yes, you very uh, very lovingly post about very good Kickstarters, <laughs> which unfortunately I then have to look at. Yeah. Uh, and uh, more often than not, back. Um, <laughs> and we often end up resharing on our groups as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah, at which point it becomes a vicious cycle. And then there's I'm certainly not paid by Kickstarter in any way possible. <laughs> but if you are listening, yes, I am feeling for bribery. <laughs> And yeah, um, we also have the website midsussexmeeples.co.uk um, and all the links to the t-shirts and the uh, groups pages are on there. There's quite a definitive list of links on there to various YouTube groups um, that we listen to, various websites that we visit frequently. Um, yeah, all the local groups on there and YouTube videos for different people offering board game reviews and everything, including the entire tabletop series. So if you want to binge watch whilst you're still off you can certainly go and do that awesome yeah Ian do you have anything else that uh, you would like to ask this legend of a man um, that's a bit harsh <laughs> <laughs> got some big boots to fill now. oh fair enough fair enough um, no, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for joining us and for joining us on the, the Mondays and helping keep the community alive. You know, It's been more than a pleasure. It's certainly kept my sanity in check. The um, last few years have been fascinating for me to see how lots of small, tiny little groups have slowly sort of gelled into one big mm-hmm. yeah. united front. And you've been a huge part of that. Oh, thank so, you. Um, thank you. You know, and again, like you know, we've all joined under the wing on our Mondays. If anyone wants to join us, we have our own Discord server. Um, we do need that. We update the link regularly for it. So, if anyone wants to join us, feel free. The Mondays are always a laugh. <laughs> I, I can certainly vouch for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I said. I, your links all the time you know you're our font of knowledge quite often <laughs> for what's coming up what's big um and um again the events once they start up and running both the smaller ones and even the really big ones like we we had a good laugh at horsham gamers Excellent, gaming weekend yeah. last year as well yeah um and we're looking forward to bigger events like that going forwards um but it, it, it's the community spirit that keeps me going mm-hmm. and as you said looking after new people as well um all of these groups are very welcoming and I look forward to this growing 
once we're able to. The community is with a, without doubt ever expanding. Like we said, we've covered obviously with the discussion with yourself. There's been so many new clubs that have popped up, and we've obviously welcomed them as part of the big community. Which you know, just to make sure things keep growing. I hope that we are going to be gaming physically again very very soon. Um, like you said, if we we are running our Discord thing every Monday at the moment. We're, we're pretty much on there every night, but the official sort of day that everyone congregates is obviously the Monday evening. Um, we do like to have a laugh. Absolutely. Uh, usually Absolutely. at my expense. But, uh, <laughs> what, because you've tried to do us one over? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm, I solemnly vow that the second you get your, your events up and running, I will be there. I'm sure Ian will thank be you there very much as well. Um, I, again, thank you very much for coming on today. and It's been great, and thanks for letting me be your first guest. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. first of many, we hope. Yes, yeah. yeah. And we'd love if you would ever want to come back. We'd love to have you back as well. I'll be knocking at the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Thank you, Paul, for turning up. If You're you have welcome. enjoyed what you have heard from us today, please do give us a five-star Apple Podcast review. Share and subscribe to this podcast for all future content. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching The Podcast with Crawley Gaming Community. You can email us on crawleygamingcommunity at gmail.com. Have you ever attended a Mid-Sussex Meeple event? Let us know. What did you think? Do you like Paul? Would you like to hear from him again? (laughs) Has everything you said offended you in some way? We would really love to know. But short of that, guys, I, I don't really have anything else to add. So uh, unless you guys do, we can, we're can we going to wrap this one up. And we will see you all next week. Have a lovely time. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.